Inspire with the CEDP mission team. Connecting with teachers to transform students' experience of religious education. Welcome to Inspire. Today we're joined by Paul Stenning, the Head of Maths and Science for Catholic Education in the Diocese of Parramatta. Paul has extensive experience in secondary schools teaching and leading maths and science and brings to our conversation today a wealth of leadership experience as a teaching educator as well. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Paul, I'd like to kick off a question. We're, we're talking today about faith and logic. So how do maths and sciences inform RE and vice versa? Um, I, was, I was thinking that there's a maths and science have a particular way of approaching the world and approaching problems. And I think that's a pretty handy thing. I think we're born curious and it's the maths and sciences that then take that curiosity and and then ask, oh, how do we do that in a fairly logical, sequenced way so that we look to solve problems that we're interested in in, in a particular way? And, and I think that's useful for, for RE too, that, that we should ask questions and that we should be curious and that we should bring the same level of rigour that we have, say, if we're, we're trying to discover something in science, we should do the same thing with our faith and we should be prepared to ask questions, ask the why questions and those sorts of things. So I think having that curious nature but then also having a, a way to go about asking questions is a useful thing for, for RE. But also too then, RE, then how does that inform the questions that we ask? So in, in science, what, what are the questions that we're asking? What are the problems that we're trying to solve in the world? And, and I think it's our, our faith dimension too then that, that has the reciprocal part that it adds the context and the reason why we're asking the questions. So I think that the two sort of work hand in hand in that sense. I can really see that loop as you're talking. Yeah. Um, you know, we are, we're asking the questions from one point of view, but then we're also being informed um, and formed through the answers that we're seeking and the processes that we mm. take. It fits in really beautifully with uh, our work in the RE curriculum where we're starting with student wonderings. Um, how, how do you see that working in the classroom in terms of the, um, the two coming together, the, the science and maths with the RE? Over the last few months, we've been talking a lot about experiential learning through an inquiry process. So rather than just being told, the, you know, here's the answer to this or that, which we know doesn't work in science and we know it doesn't work in maths, you could imagine the same sort of thing happening in RE as well, that here's an, here's an area of inquiry, here's an area to be formed in, I suppose. And being, being prepared to, particularly as a teacher, I, I think in a, in a space, to allow the kids to actually have their questions and then to, rather than always look for, well, here's what the answer to that question is, prompt them. Where would you go and find that? What would you look for next? What, what scripture would you read? You know, what do you take out of that? How does that relate to you? What are you thinking about now? I, I, I can see the same sort of inquiry framework working really nicely, particularly for, for maths and science. Maths and science is heightened if students see irrelevance. You know, we often talk about the, the challenges that kids have um, with their number sense in mathematics. And so dealing with quantity and large numbers and those sorts of things is something that all students need to get a, a handle on. Mm. But if you can do it in the context of a rich problem, 
that might come out of a social justice issue, then all of a sudden that you have the students' willingness to actually look at and do the hard maths because they know they want to find a solution to a problem that's sort of tugging at their heartstring in yeah. a sense. So it's the sort of the backwards and forwards. I can see that you know, maths and science is really benefits from a, a rich context and that, you know, from the life that we lead. And as Catholics, you can see that we approach the world in a particular way and often have some fairly counter-cultural views, but it's it's those views that, that should lead us into, you know, what what are the questions that we're looking at? There was one project that was running in the US, um, and I think it was about paper clips. And there's a really cool video on this, but there was a, they were talking about the Holocaust. And there, there was a student that actually asked the question, you know, what, what's a million? How, how many is a million? And what they started to do was collect paper clips, one for each person that lost their life in um, concentration camps. And people from all over the world eventually started sending paper clips to this school. And for each paper clip, there was a story. But once again, it was actually by collecting all of these paper clips and helping students come to an understanding of what those large numbers mean. But those large numbers, what did it actually mean in the context of, of the Holocaust? Mm. So it's, it's, when, it's when we're numerate that we're really able to contribute to the discussion. If we're not numerate, then that, then those numbers go by, and we we don't even recognise what the size actually, what the impact and what the size actually means. So it's, it's by it's by doing those sorts of things and setting the context from from our particular value stance that I think is really important. We'll put a link to that um, video that you talked about because it's a really powerful one. We'll put a link to that in our show notes if you're interested in. Uh, looking at that. Paul, you've been a part of conversations around what the new RE curriculum is going to look like and looking at our conceptual framework and the process uh, behind how we engage multiple stakeholders in this. What would be your dream for the new RE curriculum? Yeah, particularly coming from a maths science perspective where we actually know that it's the, like for instance in maths we would always say experience precedes instruction is something that we've worked on for for a long time and and I know that while not everyone in the maths education world believe that you only have to walk down the street and ask people you know to do a fraction question most people can't do it even though it's simple primary maths because they haven't had the the experience to develop the concepts and then after that you deepen that knowledge you come back again and you look at it we know that that's how science also develops knowledge by looking at problems formulating questions working out a hypothesis, how am I going to test that? But starting with the experience, starting with the observation. It strikes me that in terms of our formation and our faith development, that if it if it follows a similar sort of road where the, the experience is a pivotal part, but then we have the chance to come back and reflect on that, we have the chance to reflect on all of the traditions and to come back and look at them, but come back in the look at, in the light of our experience, then all of a sudden they start to make sense. And so rather than things being done to us, they're things that we're drawn to, because as we come around and understand them, then we see them in a new light. I suppose I, I come from a constructivist sort of framework that you've got to experience things first, and that's how you learn, and that's how you make new knowledge for yourself, and that's how you come to understanding. And not having 
not having that sort of understanding separated into little, into little pockets. Well, this is what I learnt in year five and this is what I learnt in year six, but it's separate, not integrated into some sort of coherent piece for yourself. I suppose that's, that's what I see in terms of just education in general and I don't see why religious education should be any any different. Being able to re- reflect on your own sort of experiences, you know, the like I think of the experiences that I had of being part of a family, going going to church, being part of a parish, but then the discussions that I'd have with mum and dad about those sorts of things and the, the questions that I would have, you know, and then dad would say, oh, that's an interesting thing that you're asking there. Um, you're not the first person to ask that question. If you look at some scripture, you might find, okay, and then we go and you know, read some scripture together, etc. So it, it's that willingness to allow questions and, mm. and, and to work through them and to realise that you're probably not the first person to think that way. And, and I think that fits with the general push that we're taking at the moment in terms of experiential learning through inquiry. So far it can be aligned in that, in that way, I think it's got great benefit. The other thing too that strikes me about the RE framework and what you're talking about in terms of stakeholders is that it is the life, lifeblood of our Catholic schools what we're talking about, religious education, but, and, but more generally formation, that it doesn't just sit with one or two people. So the, the fact that you have lots of teachers putting their hand up and saying, oh, look, I want to be part of the development of this new curriculum and what it looks like. Also, too, the, the, the flexibility that's appearing in the curriculum to realise that it, its implementation is going to look different depending upon the students that are sitting in front of you. I think that's a that's a key thing. Like when, when I think of catechesis, which is really about the, you know, the sharing of faith, you know, that's got to be from where people are at and what their next steps are rather than we're all going to, you know, rote learning your answers to the times tables and yeah. things. It doesn't actually mean that you, you understand what that means. So I think the willingness to, for the curriculum to be developed in a way that's flexible that gives teachers really good structures and scaffolds and things, but then also the imprimatur to say, you know, that you should be looking at the students that are in front of you and where are they up to and those things, I think is a great strength to the the way the RE curriculum's being framed up at the moment. So much of what you said just now really connected me with me. I was thinking about um, when I first started teaching, we would have an excursion at the end of a unit of work, but we now know that... It, if we do that as an immersion at the start, we mm. have something that we can constantly draw back to. Yeah. The work that we do in the diocese around the senses of scripture, we know that we don't always um, move through these things um, in a lockstep yeah. fashion. Often yeah. we start with um, reflecting on something that's happened and, that, and we realise uh, maybe engaging in a social justice experience or engaging in a liturgy, that's, that can be our application sense. But we also make meaning of that by sometimes backward mapping. So, yeah. so much of that really, really ties in beautifully. Paul, thanks very much for your time today. My pleasure. Uh, it's been been great to, to make those connections between the work that you're doing in maths and sciences and the work that we're doing with the mission team here in the diocese. So thanks very much. Pleasure. Thank you.